January 11th, 1966, close encounter of the second kind, UFO sighting happened in Wanakew, New Jersey. I think this is one of the most underrated, not talked about UFO sighting. I think this is bigger than Roswell. Welcome to Nightmare 365. This is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. There's tons of unsolved mysteries out there. Witches still exist. What about monsters? Do you believe in ghosts? Bigfoot is not out there. Bigfoot is definitely out there. UFOs are real. UFOs might be real. Do you believe in conspiracies? I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe in all these case files. Trust no one. The government lies to you. We're just two brothers exploring the unexplained, mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Linda Moulton Howe with us. And of course, her next story has to do with some very strange UFO stories. What do you got, Linda? Evening of January 11th, 1966. It was clear. It was cold. The place was Wanakee, New Jersey. And that was a small town then of some 10,000 people. That's about 32 miles northwest of New York City. A little before 6.30 p.m., Wanakee patrolman Joseph Sisko received a radio call from a dispatcher who said that people in neighborhoods around the big Wanakee Reservoir were reporting a glowing light, possibly a UFO, over the frozen water. The reservoir is nearly seven miles long, a mile wide, and ranges from 35 to 90 feet deep. Dude, so on January 11, 1966, 57 years ago, that's right, you have men in black. You have government cover-up. You have mayors. You have police officers that actually witnessed this sighting. Kids burning down Christmas trees. Yes, there was Christmas trees, but that's not the real story. The real story is around 6.30 p.m. that night, it was reported that a bright light was near the dam of the reservoir, and people thought it was burning of the Christmas trees that was taking place that night. The cops got called. They got flooded with calls, not just from in Wanakue, but from neighboring towns of like, what's going on? There's a lot of lights going on. Is there something military going on? Is there just aircrafts that we're not aware of? Is something happening out there? And people were panicking. And in 1966, I would be panicking too if like, well, yeah, you, you think about the technology lights. that they had back then. They don't have cell phones. Yeah, you know, they have like radios, but 24 seven that could like, possibly report on this or like people take pictures and send it out so if you see a strange light that's not supposed to be there like i would freak out too yeah and it was wanakue patrolman joseph cisco that was in his cruiser when he got the call from pompton lakes dispatch saying hey there's some mysterious lights over the wanakue dam you have to go check this out yeah and he even reported like when he first saw the light it was a steady white that was changing colors to red that it kind of looked something could be burning. But as he got closer, it wasn't. Yeah, and they describe it, this mysterious object was just hovering over the frozen lake. And it was hovering, like he described it deliberately. It was doing different patterns. And then the altitude was anywhere from like 250 to 1,000 feet up. So this is definitely not some lights in the sky, like so far up, because 250 feet up, that's not not far. Yeah, that's not that high. And plus, he reported that there was no sound, that there was no like rotors from like a helicopter, which comes into play later, or any other types of sound. It was just quiet. 
it was quiet and people were reporting not only did Cisco but other people in the area they were reporting that a beam of light was being shot down into the water yeah and that was melting like, the ice that was formed on top of the reservoir water yeah it was reported like a lot of people were saying it was a glowing light possibly a fire like what's going on and floods of calls just from this night were going on and on getting back to the burning of the christmas trees because that's where a lot of people were out and about including the wanakue mayor harry wolf yeah and his, and his son it was there was his son his son billy he was 14 years old and there was also a couple council people that were with them at the time so there was a lot of people that witnessed this event and once they heard about it and they saw it they all kind of conjugated to where the Wanakue Dam is. Yeah, and they also got on, like, top of the dam because at one point it was said that it almost, like, landed. Wanakue Mayor Harry Wolf also heard that there was this UFO over the reservoir, and he decided to drive there. With the mayor were his teenage son, Billy, and three Wanaka City councilmen. Billy said the big bright light silently glided as low as 250 feet over the big frozen reservoir, changing colors from white to red to green and back to white. Several eyewitnesses, including a dozen police officers and reservoir security, said the UFO was shape-shifting between being a spherical white globe and then it would change into a cigar shape and back, back and forth. That would explain why there were different descriptions over the two and a half hours from 6.20 to 9 p.m. as this aerial object moved above and interacted with the Wanaki Reservoir. And if you're the mayor, you would think that if there was some type of event, whether it was the police or military, he would be notified that there's something going on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a strange series of events that... Even if you saw that today, like I would kind of be like freaked out if we were all outside and we we witnessed something like of a strange light coming down. Yeah, especially it doesn't. And like the the reports were, it didn't look like any star because it was so bright and low. Yeah, and it was changing colors. Well, that's too. And and a lot of people said even even uh, Cisco himself, you know, remembers hearing all these you know calls being flooded in, and, and he said. Call it was just going bananas. That's what he said. It's just going bananas, and they were getting calls from a twenty-mile radius that was flooding police headquarters. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was also calling other police. You know, to come to the area, and so he wasn't the only police officer that saw this event happen. No, yeah, yeah. That from twenty miles away, that they were getting calls. So if it was that bright, that you're getting calls from a twenty-mile radius. Just think about like where we are right now. Think about it in 20 miles, like everyone could see this. Like, that's kind of freaky. Well, yeah. If you're experiencing this thing moving patterns that you're not used to, and it's going around the night sky, and the Ramapo Mountains are right there. So, like, that whole range is there up in North Jersey. And this is this is North Jersey for people that don't realize. Where we are, we're more centralized. This is about an hour north of us. And, yeah, people are seeing this. Because it's not just right in the by the water, you know, shooting the beam down. It's going up. It's moving around. You know, people from other towns are seeing this. So this thing's moving around. Mm-hmm. There was one report, too, where I wouldn't say it, like, split, but they saw other lights. Like, people were reporting the kind of lights at the same time. Yeah, it was like almost like a searchlight, spotlight kind of deal where the lights would go out in different directions. And also another thing that was kind of 
I don't know, kind of like happens in every, I think, UFO or like paranormal case where like electronics go like haywire. And Cisco reports of his radio just scrambling. This is to me, this is why like I don't understand when you have, like I understand Roswell, there's something that crashed and was taken away. But this is hundreds of people, police officers, council people, like defense people at like the dam seeing this, the mayor, yeah, you know, little kids, older people, people in 20 mile radius, like hundreds and hundreds of phone calls. Like, but if I, I think s- like back then, like you didn't have the like the news spreading ability that you have now. So I think, yeah, I, but I not, think that's why it didn't blow up. Yeah, but not only that though, I, I wouldn't just be like, if I went outside and I saw like a strange light, my first thing wouldn't be call the police. No, I, I mean, I understand there's a lot of people that do that, but my first thing wouldn't be like, oh, I got to call the police. Like, what's a strange light going on? I don't know, sir. All right, thank you. I saw a strange light. You know, I know back in the day, you couldn't really whip out your video camera and film real quick. But no, yeah. at the same time, it's like, all right, I see a light. It's not hurting me. No big deal. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think people get like, especially back then, I think people get paranoid and look to the cops and look to everybody to to help them like ease their anxiety, I guess. Well, that's the thing. And it didn't just happen this one night. It wasn't just January 11th, 1966. It was going on from like 630 when this the initial call started coming in at night and Joseph Cisco was still saying at 4 a.m. the next day on January 12th, he was still seeing the lights. They were mm-hmm. moving like north and south and coming along the horizon. And it was pretty much going off to uh, Wyckoff. And it's crazy that this UFO sighting, because usually when people see UFO sightings, even today, like when it's we a see people with seconds and that's it. Yeah. Like when you see people with their cell phones, like, oh, I got it. Even like the Tic Tac video that has yeah. been going around and people share that constantly. I understand we only get a small snippet of it and they saw, and there's probably like a big long video of this, maybe even like hours, but it's not like this. We're not talking about just like an hour footage of like, you know, the Tic Tac video. We're talking about eight, nine, 10 hours of a sustained UFO sighting that see, people that would make, see that. I don't know. Like to me, like looking at this kind of logically, like if you hear that, I, it's gotta be then something, I don't know. Like yeah, you UFO, can't explain it. Like it's gotta be something else. Because, so you like, think it's why, like military. I would assume so just because like, why would it stay around that area? And for what purpose? Because a UFO, like, wouldn't you come explore, see what you got to see and then leave? Not necessarily. Like we talked about this all the time, even with like the Tic Tac video, right? Sure. Where they're, Around water. This is around water. They love water. Like th- what? And military bases. Yeah. So what's going on around here? Like, it, it, does something have to do with water? Is there something frozen in the water? Maybe they're, you know, well, I don't maybe know. Maybe something crashed. Yeah, I, maybe. I, maybe. It, maybe it did crash. But who who the heck knows? Yeah, see, that's the only thing that, like, really, like, makes you think, like, why why are they there? Like, what are they doing? What are they looking for? Or, like, what are they searching for? And then... Like we talked about on one of our uh, couple videos ago is when they upgraded the radar technology now that they could see all these things out there. I just want to know why some of them are cloaked and why some of them aren't, why some of them show themselves and some of them don't. Like it, it really makes you think. It does make you think. But this sighting isn't over. No, it's not. We're going to fast forward. October 10th, 1966. Almost Halloween. It came back. It came back. Or more people, you know, saw this. So here's my thing, right? We have from January to October now. Now we have 10 months, pretty much 
nothing happened. Really? Nothing. Nothing happened. There was no sightings. Nobody reported anything. And this is what makes it a little bit more credible to me. Correct. Because for 10 months, nobody really said, you know, they were getting over it. People were talking about it, but it's like they didn't see anything, right? Sure. So, and you would think they would be looking more closely. Right. So there was no real big reports. But then also, this was the most fascinating sighting. Bigger than, you know, the two previous sightings from the days, which mm-hmm. it's it's mind-boggling to think that this is going to be a bigger sighting, but it, apparently it was from what people reported on it. Yeah, it definitely was, and it, and it got... I don't know why this one didn't, I don't know, make more headlines, I guess you could say. Yeah, because it was the same thing. At 9 p.m. on the evening of Monday night, October 10th, people, again, another patrolman, Robert Gordon, and his wife... We're in Pompton Lakes, and they saw this, and they pretty much described it. At first, this is what he said, at first I thought it was a star. And then Betty recalled, yeah, but it seemed to be moving. It had a definite pattern of where it was moving. It would move from left, this area, and then it would move up and down, back, and they really had no idea what it was. And the same thing, the patrolman said, Gordon, he's like, there was no noise. Yeah, so here's like my only thing too, and that's like the whole like Cold Wars and like the height, you know, everything's going on. Is it a satellite? That's what I first thought about because like they think it's a star, like it's so it's got to be pretty high up there to think that, and then to be moving in a pattern. Like, could it be photographing something? Like that was my initial thought. Yes, but then it's also weird because he said there was another patrolman that actually did go to the site. And he said, this this patrolman, Thompson, he said he turned on his red dome lights and it almost like interacted with him turning on the lights. Yeah. Because then it, you know, pauses, stops, moves, and then shoots off. All right. It kind of like spooked it. Yeah. If it was a satellite. No. Yeah. Then how, if you want to believe another patrolman's story that it pretty much interacted with him turning on light. Yeah. So like when I, when I first read about this, right is like I think that just because like you're reading the articles, it looks like a star, and then you hear the story of the patrolman turning on his lights, and it kind of, yeah, to me, it kind of like spooked it. Like if you like shine a light on like an animal, it kind of like fro- freezes for a second and then runs off. So it has to be some intelligent life form to actually do that. Yeah, and even they were saying when he, he actually called into the switchboard operator, and he was like, are we getting calls for this? Like what's going on? And the switchboard was like completely jammed. They said, and they were saying it's all over Pompton lakes. It's all over in this area. And it's crazy that it was just pretty much in this whole area of like a 20 mile radius and people were seeing it. And he said, they said there was over 150 calls just like within the, like the last hour, which is insane. Yeah. And they were like, we, we have no clue. And even he said it, Ben Thompson was like the patrolman. He said, I, I think I just saw a UFO. Which, I, again, like, why doesn't this get more play? Well, that's the thing. Like, this story, granted, there's really no pictures out there. No, there's not. There's, but there's no there's, pictures there's of there's Roswell. No video. Right, but that's the thing. I mean, I guess you had the denial, the cover-up, so that's guess kind so, of on like... The, on the newspaper. You know, yeah, you see him holding up, like, the weather balloon, and, and there was a whole big thing, and people definitely said... You know, and you did have one witness that saw the crash that said there was debris and then now there's nothing. I get that. And that's the one thing that I never understand about these kinds of stories. It's because 
you have all this information. You have so many witnesses. Like you can't, if there was one person, if me and you saw this sure, UFO. you can discredit that maybe. But like really hundreds quick. of people in a 20-mile radius, I don't think you can. Yeah, mayors, police officers, little kids, you know. And I'm sure, I don't know, maybe they don't have them saved anymore, but I would love to hear like the the radio traffic of the cops back to their dispatch. I mean, you have, you can go online and that's the thing. You can go online and hear interviews yes. of these people talk about this. And yeah, when you type in want UFO, not a lot comes up. No, it but doesn't. But then if you do find some stuff, it's, it's crazy to listen yeah. to. And there's no way to really fathom this at all. Because then we come to the denial and cover up. Always and that's where denial, it always gets always interesting. Yeah. And that's where it really gets interesting. Next, the U.S. Air Force showed up. Radar was installed on top of the Raymond Dam. Photographs were confiscated, allegedly from a couple of Wanakee police officers and at least one reservoir security guard. And eyewitnesses were warned by military to never talk about what had happened. Because it, it not, never, I don't know, all these denials and cover-ups never really get interesting to me because they're all the same. They are, but again, people buy it. I don't know how. People do buy it because at, sh- shortly after the first sighting, there was a lot of people that were like, all right, what's going on? And then there was an Air Force base in Newburgh, um, what's, yeah, New Newsburg, yeah. New York. Stewart Air Force Base. Stewart Air Force Base. And they said, the Air Force, when they first came out, they said, all right, we had a helicopter with a very powerful beacon on it. And it was on a mission over that area at about the same time that the UFO was, you know, being seen. So that's probably what people were seeing. Which could be plausible, but not the n- silent nature of the craft that they saw. Well, yeah, because then here it comes, like, just with Roswell, just with anything else. Then, like, the following day, there comes a denial. Same thing. Air Force Base right there. One of the actual majors, Major Sherman, denied such aircraft had been, you know, on such mission the night before, even though they stated that the night before. And he said that there was no helicopter there. There was no explanation. We don't have anything else more for you. And then the next day, the Pentagon said that the mysterious object was indeed a helicopter with a powerful beacon on it. So it's like they were trying to figure out what's going on themselves. Yeah. And they were kind of flip-flopping back and forth. Which I think if you just came out and said, like, we don't know what's going on. We're going to investigate. We'll look, look, look into it and get back to you. I think more people would be apt to trust the government than just saying it was a helicopter. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Well, yeah. It gets even weirder then because then... From McGuire Air Force Base in Wrightstown, mm-hmm. then they said the object was a weather balloon. It always comes back to a goddamn weather balloon. <laughs> yes, which was launched. I've never seen a weather balloon, have you? No, but it, this one was launched from Kennedy International Airport, and that's pretty far away from that, where they are, because that's kind of like, I would say, in the middle from where Wanakew, you know, Pompton Lakes, and where we are. It's kind of right there, yeah, sort I of. I guess so. And I mean... That's what they were saying. See, and this is where it gets really weird. Maybe the government does this kind of stuff. They throw out all these little things. So people hear this, people hear that, and then everybody's like kind of confused. Well, I heard this. Well, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, probably, because they don't want anyone to know the real truth. Yeah, and then again, the same Air Force Base, McGuire, they pretty much denied any interest in UFO. However, Wanakue police reported seeing a pair of jets flying over the reservoir shortly after the UFO was first reported. Yeah, I wonder why. And this was from um, the patrolman Joe Sisko said that he distinctly recalled seeing helicopters in the Wanakue sky that night. So they were probably looking for something. 
and looking for this object. So here we have a patrolman that saw something weird that can't explain it, that's talking to other people, that's talking to dispatch, mayors, all this thing. And then he sees a UFO, you know, and he's like, I can't explain it. But he also sees helicopters. He sees planes. So if he could tell the helicopter and the planes, he should have been able to tell if that UFO was a helicopter or not, which he said it wasn't. So I would believe the firsthand account of that guy. Yeah, and there was reports, this is where I find it really fascinating, nonprofit organization that yep. came along and they said the details of strange lights, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it goes on and on, this whole report. And they said it was seismic pressure from the nearby Ramapo Fault. And this was according to the, I don't even know how you say it, Vestigi? Yeah, so yeah. Vestigia? Which I, I don't buy either. Yeah. Robert Jones, the fault in the Earth's crust creates an electrical, which I can kind of see if it creates like like a seismic event, creates like an electrical charge in the air that lights up some gases. I do see that, but it can't explain how it moves, hovers, and then zips off. Yeah, Robert Jones said the fault in the Earth's crust creates an electric energy field within the quartz, uh, bearing rocks on the ground. At the time of extreme pressure, the highly charged field will support you know, supposedly escape into the atmosphere. And he also, he goes on under this right circumstance and climate conditions, air particles that are exposed to this energy field will ionize and result in a glowing sphere of light. Well, which says, which explains maybe that night, but doesn't explain then the October sighting. Well, it also doesn't explain then how people saw beams of light shooting down exactly. and melting the ice. Yes. Like, how would you explain that? Well, the it, seismic activity rises and it looks like it's coming down. That is possible. Like, and see, this is where, you know, it really just gets convoluted and people are like, well, I don't even know what to believe. The government's saying it's weather balloons and the government's saying it's helicopters and the government says none of this existed. Then we're getting people in the geological sphere, you know, sphere saying, oh, well, it's the seismic pressures. And when the gas is pushed together, they explode and these things move around. It's but just Mars and Venus. It Well, again, that's where it comes back down. And <laughs> they did say that. I know. And I Washington came it. out with their own report from the Pentagon saying it's nothing more than the planet Venus and Jupiter and the, you know, their alignment of that exact night. I mean, I've seen the planets, but they don't look like they're 200 feet above me true so I don't, I don't know what to believe because then people in the town and, and the people that called in people had sightings they reported men in black coming to their homes like is it the true men in black is it aliens coming down or is it the cia is it the cia coming in because they did confiscate a lot of pictures that people took which like is it's so fucked up yeah, and they were telling people don't talk about this anymore because then, you know, would, this, that would this just would make me want to talk about it even more because then I know it's something out there that you guys are afraid of. If you're like, oh, don't talk about this anymore. It's true. I don't know. So you, you do have the government cover up. It doesn't just go from, you know, the Air Force bases that surround this area in New Jersey. It, it went all the way to Washington. And then not only from Washington, it went... All the way to the men in black. Which I, I would I would assume that there's a Project Blue Book case about this one. I've never come across that. I, I'm sure there is. I'm and sure somebody looked into it from that project or one of the other projects that were going on at the time and that are probably still going on. But I would love to know what they actually thought. I would too. And, and that's the thing. Like looking at this case, I don't know how more people don't think this is 
the holy grail almost of UFO sightings. Again, I know there's no video from 1966. There's not really any pictures from here, but we have a lot of newspapers reporting on this. There was a lot of, you know, reenactments, so to say. And then the interviews. A lot of interviews. So this is where I don't understand where more people aren't saying, like, this is it. Like, when we talk about UFOs, this is the event. Wanakew, New Jersey, 1966. Not only one night, two nights, three nights of UFO sightings. It's definitely a fascinating case, and it's definitely, there's a lot of information about this. I love it. I love it. I personally love it. I mean, and it's in our home state, so that makes it another tick up for weird New Jersey. Hometown haunts. We go up there, Wanakew, you know, sit on the dam with our lawn chairs and look up at the night sky, and hopefully it happens again. 57 years ago. Maybe we could do it on, like, the 60th anniversary. That would be pretty sweet. Imagine it happened on the 60th anniversary. I would love it. And then we would actually have video of it. And then people can say, maybe maybe it is some, you know, a random, what do you it happens. Th- what, do you, what do you honestly think it is then? Are we giving this thumbs up, thumbs downs? Well, you, thumb up, ahead. thumb go down? Ahead. Are go we ahead. doing it? Sure. I'm giving this a thumbs up. So you think it's a legitimate UFO? After hearing a lot of different, and I'm just going off of this, I'm, I'm throwing everything else out the window. Like there's so many theories on UFOs. I was even listening to, and I think I sent you the author, Annie Jacobson. She has a lot of different theories and just from her interview things with Roswell itself, like exactly what went on. And she said, it may not really be like UFO extraterrestrial kind of thing. So maybe it isn't. Maybe the government in this time was working on some shit. That would be awesome if they were. But I would like to know. I don't think they were. I'm giving this a thumbs up because the government was tailing something. I don't think they would be tailing something instead of, you know, when they were doing like a test. I think they would be on the ground watching, you know, from a distance and they wouldn't be sal- uh, sending up helicopters, planes, you know, to tail this thing or look into this. Mm-hmm. And I think just the flip flopping back and forth when they should have just said, yeah, it was a training mission. You know, we were here doing this. It's nothing to worry about. This is what we're doing. But they didn't do that. And that raises a lot of red flags for me. And then when people start talking about the men in black and then all the people that seen it, I, I can't, you can't discredit that. You can't. That's why it's a thumbs up for me. I would say the real thing that sold it for me is when the cop turned on his dome lights and the thing kind of interacted with it and looked spooked. I think that's the thing that sold it for me. So you're you giving can, a thumbs up. I do. I'm giving it a thumbs up because I think you can explain away maybe the first sighting, but that sighting alone, I think, proves that something intelligent was out there. Yeah, but it wasn't just one sighting. It was I know. Two I sightings. Know, I know, sightings. but I'm just saying, like, maybe the first sighting you can kind of explain away, but that sighting you can. And it's all in the same area and it's all in the same town so that that's what really sold it for me yeah i i have no other explanation there's there's so many theories you can go down and we could probably revisit this if there was new information that comes to light and say oh yeah maybe maybe it was a military maybe it was you know just our military doing some crazy shit and we're thinking it's a ufo but i don't think hundreds of people sighted it i don't know let us know your thoughts definitely look into the wanaku story of the ufo from 1966 because This is the one. I think this is the one. This is the holy grail. Holy grail. I don't know. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that bell for notification. Follow along to all the weirdness at nightmare365.com. Visit our shop. Greg's not wearing a tee. I'm not wearing a tee. This is from Weird New Jersey. 
right here in the Pine Barrens. But anyway, make sure to visit Nightmare365.com. And until next time, stay spooky. Wadiki Civil Defense Director Bentley Spencer also arrived at the Raymond Dam and learned there were so many people calling from 20 to 30 miles away, the police radios were jammed. But one important message did get to Patrolman Cisco: quote, something is burning a hole in the ice, something with a bright light on it going up and down, close quote. That was even seen by Civil Defense Director Spencer, who said, quote, a bolt of light shot down, as if attracted to the water, like a beam emitted from a porthole, close quote. Wanakee City Councilman Warren Hagstrom later told reporters, quote, we got goosebumps all over when we saw where the hole in the ice was, close quote. The government lies to you. It's a conspiracy. Trust no one. This is the center of weirdness for the entire planet.